now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, this is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on seasonal maintenance or smart upgrades for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager from Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals and great resources who would love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at the Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 website, cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, and everything is there. Uh, As your host, I am a locally born and raised Victorian. I've been selling real estate for almost 30 years now. I love helping people with their real estate needs, either buying or selling. I'd be happy to help you as well, too. So if you're looking for some advice on the purchase or sale of your home, uh, or if you have a family member, a friend, or someone who needs some help, give me a call. I'd be happy to chat. Again, you can find me on the CFAX website or my team, the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. All of our contact information is there. During the month of August, our weekly show here will be focusing on the needs of seniors. You may be one, or perhaps you're a spouse, child, or caring friend who has concerns about someone either aging in place or needing to move to a retirement community or perhaps a higher level of care. For the entire month, we'll have, we'll have guests and local experts on topics ranging from finances, mobility, in-home care, pharmaceutical delivery, reverse mortgages, and so much more. Our first few episodes of the month have been fantastic, and if you've missed them and you want to catch up on them, don't forget, we do post our recent shows on the CFAX website. Uh, or give me a call. I'd be happy to uh, uh, send you the files for our prior shows. All of our guests this month are service providers and members of the VSBN, including myself. That's the Victoria Seniors Business Network. It is a group consisting of representatives of local organizations and businesses that specialize in senior-related services. Uh, It is an amazing group, and one of the reasons why we are focusing on seniors this month is that National Seniors Day is October the 1st. And to commemorate this, the VSBN, again, the Victoria Seniors Business Network, is holding a special event on dementia and cognitive impairment. It's going to happen in October, October the 16th. Uh, Why are we discussing this on our real estate show? Well, if you have a family member, a friend, or loved one uh, whose housing needs are changing, yet they may not acknowledge it, coming to this event will help you identify some signals so you can help You can be a greater help to that person. At the event, the keynote speaker will be the highly regarded dementia consultant, Dr. Marjorie Moulton. She'll be talking on emotions, behavior, judgment, what makes us human. Also featured will be CFAX's own Alan Perry. He'll be talking about staying safe online. The event will be from 11 o'clock to 1.30 on Wednesday, October the 16th at St. Patrick's Church on Carrick Street. It's a free event sponsored by the VSBN. We'd like to know if you're coming, so please go to the CFAX website, follow the link, uh, and the registration is there, or you can email me at tony at primeteam.ca. I will uh, review all this information again during our break, so don't worry. If you missed it just now, you'll catch it a little bit later during the show. This week, we are talking about finances for those either aging in place or planning a move to a retirement community. Our guests are Pam Katnar from Raymond James Investments, 
Plus, our show sponsor, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers, and returning guest Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. He'll be talking about reverse mortgages. Uh, We have our weekly listener question, and if you've got a question or story to tell us about real estate, call us on our hotline. It's 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or email me. I had an email this week from Chadwick. Uh, His question is, if we accept an offer on our house, can we consider other offers while our buyer is getting their financing and inspection? Uh, so the answer, Chadwick, is yes, because your house isn't sold until all the conditions have been removed. In your case, you've got subject to financing and subject to inspection, maybe even more. Uh, the key here, though, is if you accept a second offer, it must be conditional upon the collapse of the first offer. Uh, so first of all, some agents will be reluctant to show your house if they know there's an offer in place. And the reason for that is they don't want their buyer to fall in love with your home only to find out that the first buyer is able to continue through with it. Uh, on the other hand, I've got to say it is typical. It's common in today's marketplace where we are seeing things collapse. Uh, people are a little more concerned nowadays. It's not the white-hot market that it was before. Banks are being a little more conservative. We are seeing a lot of collapses due to building inspections or, for instance, um, mortgages or financing. Our uh, specialist here, Denise Webster, of course, with uh, Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, Denise, uh, hey, first of all, thanks for coming. You are a regular here. Always good to be back, Tony. Thank you. Let's talk about this really briefly here. Um, I've had this conversation with you. And first of all, I need to report that none of our clients that have used Denise Webster have failed due to financing because <laughs> you are good at this. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Um, but we are hearing this where people aren't able to get their financing put together. Uh, what should people do to make sure that they don't bump into this problem? Uh, well, most obvious is a very strong pre-approval. And when I say strong pre-approval, that means you've had your credit checked. You've had your income documents reviewed. Um, you've had all your, um, it's called the debt servicing ratios run, so you know where your maximum or your comfortable purchase price is. Uh, nobody should be going into looking at homes if they don't know that uh, where their price point is, uh, where they know they've been pre-approved at. Yeah. Um, I do always be quite firm, I'm quite firm with my clients to say, I have pre-approved you by means of looking at your credit and your income. Uh, but at the end of the day, the lender also needs to uh, approve the home that you are purchasing. They set an appraisal out, yep. they make sure it's it's worth the value, right? Yep. But you know, the stories that I've talked to, to you about is, uh, it, fe- it feels to me like agents are showing homes, writing offers, and the buyers aren't even at the point where you mentioned. And I've I've heard I heard of one a little while ago where the mortgage broker went away for two weeks, didn't even touch the file. Wow. And um, so bad stories. But getting back to Chadwick's question, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to scare you. I, you know, I don't want to say that your deal isn't going to come together. Um, but the bottom line is, it's not a bad thing in today's marketplace to consider other offers uh, because you never know what can happen. Uh, here's a drawback for you though, uh, Chadwick. There might be a case where the second offer you accept is a better one than the first one. It might be a higher dollar. It might, I don't know, have tighter conditions or uh, inclusions that are more beneficial to you. Uh, And you can accept that as a backup, but just know that that first offer might come together. uh, And that's that occasional situation where, as a seller, you go, "Ah, I wish that, you know, that second one came together. But it's just the nature of things. The bottom line is you got the deal done. 
and that will hopefully help you with moving on to uh, where you want to go uh, next up. So, Denise, thanks for that. Don't go anywhere because we're talking to you about other stuff today uh, about seniors. Uh, to the rest of our listeners, if you have a question or a curiosity or a story to tell us about real estate, uh, find me. I'd like to bring it up here on our show, uh, Tony at primeteam.ca. Or find us on our website, uh, cfax1070.com. Look under shows, and there you'll find us, the whole home show with Tony Joe. As a reminder to our listeners, uh, it is Seniors Month here on the whole home show. All of our episodes are focusing on the needs of seniors. And today, we're going to be talking about finances. Uh, We've got a little bit of time left here, Denise. So, um, listen, what are some of the options that people have as far as uh, obtaining Financing, because people need money for, I don't know, travel. You know, they want to give money to kids and stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about this after the break, but give us a little snippet right now. Other means of, uh, sorry, I didn't understand getting, the question. Yeah, getting, how can they access funds using the equity in their home? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that's, your, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah, a, a typical refinance. So somebody that is maybe doing this at maturity of their mortgage or they're doing it in midterm because they might be able to obtain a better rate. But it's a time to look at pulling some of that equity and uh, most commonly used for upgrading or improving the home, which is a beautiful refinance to improve the value of your home using the equity makes a lot of sense. Uh, unfortunately, we also do see a lot of refinances where uh, that equity is used to pay off some debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know that that is going to be a solution to get out of that debt and stay out of that debt, another great reason to refinance and use that equity in your home to make everything into one mortgage payment rather than those credit card or line of credit payments. Because for many, there's a lot of equity. They bought the house in 1969 at Twenty-four thousand dollars, exactly. And of course, now it's a two million dollar house in in Oak Bay or something, right? Right. So many things to think about. Well, listen, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, continue this conversation with Denise and also with Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. He's going to be talking about reverse mortgages. That's something that a lot of people are very curious about. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. August is Seniors Month. We are talking about the needs of seniors relating to housing uh, and a number of other things. Our guests right now are our show sponsor, Denise Webster with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, to talk about financing, about mortgages, uh, and about how people can leverage the equity out of their home to do things they want to do. And another guest that we have, too, is Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank. We'll be talking about reverse mortgages. Uh, Both of you guys, thanks for coming back. Thanks Thanks for having us back. Yeah, okay, so just before the break, uh, Denise, we were talking about what people can do. So let's just think of a scenario here of someone who is, uh, you know, aging in place. They've been in their home for a while. It's a common thing. Maybe they bought their home when they were 30 or 40 years old. Fast forward. 30 or 40 years later. I mean, I, I just helped somebody move who had been in their house since 1953. Wow. Right? Uh, that's my record, by the way. It's yeah. the longest ever. Um, there are so many things that they need to think about because, um, of course, the biggest thing is they've been on a pension for a while. Mm-hmm. I think about this client of mine. Uh, I asked him when he retired. and I think he said 1976 or 1970. He's been retired for a long time. Wow. And you've got retirement pension money. Um, but you know, the numbers very rarely follow the, how much things are out there. Exactly. Right. So let's, let's think about somebody that needs access to money and how can they use their home uh, to leverage to getting, getting that? Well, I can actually, uh, 
bring this one close to home because I'm working with a family member um, who is looking to uh, need access to more funds um, because uh, we have live-in care now. So, There's a cost to that. Yeah, yeah. So the pension has been very manageable, um, and it has been able to a uh, very good lifestyle. But when you suddenly need a lot more care, um, uh, um, live-in care, or even if we you know they tried both, um, trying a facility or staying at home, both are about the very uh, the same cost. But the pension was just not enough to cover that. So right now, I'm just looking at the options of either the reverse mortgage. Or a traditional mortgage where we're looking at doing a secured line of credit against the home that is free and clear in title. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, no mortgage on the home right now? There's there, yeah. there's no mortgage, but yeah. there are deferred property taxes. Oh, which is common. Right. So this is something that, of course, uh, individuals are able to do as long as they're, I think it's over 55 or something. Yep. Uh, and it means that you don't need to pay your property taxes every year. But at some point in time, when that house sells, it's got to be paid off. Yeah, those yeah. property taxes are registered as first in line on the title of the property. Yeah. So uh, bringing a lender into the situation, that lender will um, um, condition that they need to be first in line. So those deferred taxes must be paid before we do this new mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, right now, the, the numbers look good. Um, the pension is qualifying for a, a good size line of credit. It will pay off the property taxes and leave um, some equity or, or available cash to draw on for the next Hopefully, you know, 10 years, we're kind you know, who knows? It could yeah. live a long time, but we, uh, we're just kind of working out those numbers. And the line of credit right now does make sense for the timeline. Uh, managing the budget with the pension income plus pulling a little bit from the line of credit each month, we are able to extend this to look at a good 10-year window. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's probably the first step I do is l- say, where is the income at? And can we look at a traditional mortgage or line of credit looking for those best rates? Um, but quite often, the pension is so minimal. Um, there is deferred taxes. Sometimes there's debt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Credit that's where, debt yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So in those cases, we well, thank goodness we have the option of the reverse mortgage because not having to qualify with the income and the debt servicing on the reverse mortgage is a beautiful thing, and it does allow... Well, because this is the thing. Let's talk about that the, uh, uh, the line of credit right now, what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. That does involve a payment. That it does involve, uh, you can choose to make a principal and interest payment, or you can choose to pay the interest only on a line of credit. And when people do a line of credit, the intent, of course, is at some point down the line, either themselves or their estate, when the property is sold, then that gets paid off. Exactly. Yeah. And why we're looking at the line of credit on this option is instead of just pulling a chunk of equity and 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 then deciding, okay, do we invest it, but we're going to need to draw on it, we'll use the line of credit and draw just what we need each month. So So you don't take the whole amount out. Exactly. So we're only going to be paying the interest on what we're needing at the time. So instead of taking a larger chunk of equity and having a fixed payment on it, um, we will just draw what we need as we go and manage those interest only payments. And then uh, when we do have to sell the house, that line of credit will be paid off. Yeah. And and I think the, the key here for listeners is to know, though, that the the pension income has to be able to cover what the payment is, right? Correct. Yeah. The, this is still debt servicing, income qualifying under the traditional uh, mortgage rules or, or strict mortgage rules, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in this case, we figured out what the income would maximum qualified and figured out if that was going to work. So we're moving forward with that. Okay. So it's let's shift option. gears a little bit because we've got Mark Phillips here. Exactly. Mark's with Home Equity Bank because it, it's, it's, like, it's like magic. People are like, what is this? 
reverse mortgage thing all about? Because we just talked about taking out a line of credit that involves uh, qualification and being able to make the payments. But tell us about reverse mortgages. Yeah. Again, thanks for having us having us back here. And um, luckily for me and for your listeners, the reverse mortgage is actually a very simple product. Um, it's widely misunderstood, but but like I said, luckily very simple. So it is just a mortgage. It's a it's a first mortgage, conventional mortgage against your home. Um, the difference between our mortgage and our regular mortgage is basically that uh, payments are optional. And qualification is not uh, stress tested. So what you were just talking about, Denise, with, with uh, having to have income to qualify to make payments, um, because our mortgage doesn't require payments, we don't have to put our clients to a stress test. Um, so then someone's going to say, oh, so I get this money, but I don't need to make payments. Uh, payments are optional. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you're not making payments on it, obviously the, the interest uh, compounds over time and will grow. Uh, the good thing about that is that our loan-to-values are so strict. We're a very, very conservative lender. Um, our average loan-to-value is only about a third of the value of the property. Okay. Um, and you've got because a property... Because you don't want someone to be in over their heads. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good for us. It's not good for our clients. Um, and in our 33-year history, we actually have a track record where over 99% of our clients have had more equity when they've paid us back mm-hmm. uh, than they started with. Yeah. Um, and our average client's with us for somewhere around eight or nine years. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So what we want is to uh, really our, our goal is, is to pe- keep people in their home longer. Um, recent Ipsos uh, uh, study said that 91% of Canadians, of retirement age Canadians, want to age in place. Yeah. That's pretty overwhelming, right? 90, 91%. Um, now, the trouble with that is that uh, I, I just saw this this morning, actually, a recent CIBC, or not CIBC, uh, an article that came out through CBC um, said that 20% of uh, retirement age Canadians, so 65 and older, are still making mortgage payments. One in five wow. Canadians who should be retired are making mortgage payments. Yeah, wow. Okay. So that, that's pretty difficult to manage when you're on a fixed income yeah. um, and you're still having to, you know, yeah, you can defer your property and taxes. things but aren't getting cheaper. Ins- exactly. Things yeah. aren't getting cheaper. Cost of living is going up everywhere. Yeah. Um, but you still got to make mortgage payments. So uh, really what we're doing is we're, we're taking that burden off of off of yeah, and, you know, so in the in the the theme of what we've been talking about this month. So last week we had, uh, you know, we were talking about seniors aging in place, and especially around those developing cognitive impairment, the importance of staying in their home because to move somebody uh, at an advanced age or or undergoing some you know some some health issues, it's not a good thing. I've I've heard this, and I have actually dealt with several clients who are in that situation where uh, the options are basically selling the home and moving them into a full-time care facility Mm -hmm. or paying for in-home care, which, as we know, can be pretty expensive, can be, in some cases, cost prohibitive. Uh, And so what we can do is, similar to the line of credit that Denise was just talking about, we can just take a little bit, basically peel a little bit of equity out of the value of the house every single month um, and and pay for in-home care. So the client gets to age in place. They get to keep their long-term memories that they have in the house. Um, which, as we know, is really important to to their health, uh, their mental health, and um, yeah, and basically the house just pays for their for their care. Yeah, and sometimes and again we had motion specialties on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe some of the money that someone can get access to from Home Equity Bank could be used to modify their home so they can stay there longer. Sure, you know, a lift or a ramp or you know, widening areas or things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. grab yeah. bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. We do a lot of that as well. Great. Before yeah. we forget, more more. what's the best way uh, to reach you guys to talk about this topic? 
I would say give Denise a shout. And and uh, the great thing about working with a mortgage broker is that you know the reverse mortgage may or may not be the number one option, right? So um, I I always say you know to Denise or the clients that we work with, uh, if you can qualify for a regular mortgage or line of credit and you can comfortably make payments on those, that should be the first thing you look at. I think. Okay. Um, but when when income is difficult, um, you know retirement age Canadians with or without pensions and having these debt payments, um, we certainly can help. Yeah, it's an amazing tool that very few people uh, know about or perhaps um, don't know well enough about. Fully understand, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, we need to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a chat with Pam about uh, finances in just a moment, but we're going to have a conversation afterwards, and I'll tell our listeners more about this event that is coming up on October the 16th. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our our show comes to you uh, with the support every week of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspect Tech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group, for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. Be sure to call them if you're looking to have a conversation about any of their services for purchasing uh, or selling your real estate. We're talking today about finances because our show for the month of August is focusing on the needs of seniors. Uh, We were talking a moment ago with Denise Webster, our show sponsor and mortgage broker, about things that people can do to leverage their equity to help them uh, pull money out for whatever they like to do. We also had a conversation with Mark Phillips with Home Equity Bank about reverse mortgages. We'll be talking more with them uh, after our next break. But right now, we have Pam Katnar. She's with Raymond James uh, Investment. Uh, Pam, thanks for coming. Thanks so much, Tony, for the opportunity. Yeah, of course, now uh, both you and I are involved in this group called the Victoria Seniors Business Network. And uh, actually, before I forget, I want to tell the listeners about the event that we have coming up on October the 16th. October the 16th, uh, it is at uh, St. Patrick's Church. Um, basically, what it is, is it is because of the fact that October 1st is National Seniors Day, the VSBN on October the 16th, uh, the event will be. Uh, Featuring keynote speaker, dementia consultant, Dr. Marjorie Moulton. Uh, She'll be talking about what to expect when a loved one or someone you know is starting down the path of dementia. Also featured will be CFAX's own Alan Perry. He'll be talking about uh, cybersecurity for seniors, uh, specifically um, staying safe online. Staying safe online. So important. It's going to be from 11 to 1.30 on Wednesday, October 16th, St. Patrick's Church. It's a free event. We're not going to sell anything to you guys here. Just come and learn. There's going to be so much information here. You can sign up by visiting our page on the CFAX website or email me at tony at primeteam.ca. Pam, people as they age sometimes underestimate their finances. This is something that obviously you bump into on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah. I specialize in dealing with uh, folks in retirement in the early stages or the later stages. And this whole topic and the, the, the uh, information that we discuss at this is super close to my own heart because my dad passed away a couple of years ago oh. after a long struggle with Parkinson's. My mm-hmm. mom was caregiver and now she's in a care home, long-term care home with dementia. So this educational component and some of the information that I've heard from Dr. Marjorie, mm-hmm. super helpful in my own personal situation. And 
I, you know, am, am bringing that information to the to my clients, and I see how this thing unfolds, you know, both on a financial perspective and also emotional. So it's uh, very near and dear to my heart. So one of the big concerns people have is, am I going to outlive my money? Ah, uh, yeah. And so in today's longevity, I mean, if you've got a couple who are 65, you've got a 50% chance of one of those, uh, one of the couple making it to age 90. So longevity is with us, and um, that's a challenge. Because we're aging longer now. Absolutely. Right. So it's not, I don't think there's ever been a time when planning your finances has been more important because we're obviously in a low-rate environment, um, inflation, especially when we look at uh, sorry, seniors. low rate as far as low interest rates low on your Low interest rates, yes, exactly. Yeah. We've been punishing savers basically for the last probably 10 years because yeah. you can't just throw a dart and make 5% anymore on safe investments. Yeah. So it's a much more challenging environment than what it used to be. Um, inflation, which is just like you said earlier, keeping your making your money keep up with your you know increasing expenses. If you have a hundred thousand dollars when you are purchasing power when you retire, which maybe at some point felt like a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. Thirty years later, if we just use an inflation rate of three percent, you've got forty thousand dollars worth of purchasing power. Wow. And lots of folks are retired for thirty years yeah. in today's world. Yeah. So very challenging. Yeah. So the the question is, how does how does one figure out how much money they're going to need as they're approaching that retirement age? Super tricky question. And so we have to look at all of the different sources people have for income. What kind of risk tolerance um, do they have in terms of their investments? Um, what kind of expenses do they have? And sometimes what we'll do is we'll build in some increased costs in later phases of retirement to cover, because healthcare, I think, fair enough, is one of the wild cards. Yeah, and just like Mark was talking about a moment ago. Sometimes exactly. it's like bringing in uh, in-home care, and that's, um, you know, it's it's important and, and required for some, but the cost can be... Um, uh, a big concern. Absolutely. It's huge. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll build in a certain component of, um, you know, an extra amount per month or per year. And um, in order to, you know, to, so sometimes what I see is in retirement, there's kind of a, a, a go-go, a slow-go and a no-go okay. in terms of the different phases of retirement. And those have different price tags in terms of funding. Okay. Just say that again. A go-go. Well, go-go. So people early, as soon as they retire, they've got a bucket list, right? They've got a million things to do. Their house needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Travel, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then there's kind of this slow go where maybe it's not quite as much fun to stand in line at an airport anymore. You know, yeah, they still want to travel, but maybe not as much. And then there, there are... There's a transition. And then it's kind of like that no-go in terms of traveling and then some of those expenses that they maybe have used in traveling uh, and other things in the past maybe now have to be directed to bringing in care or extra support. The first call is, I can't handle the lawn. The next is, you know, we need help with the windows. Next one is maybe we need some help with extra housekeeping. And then there's meals and all those kinds of things. So those costs add up. And so how do we cover those? Yeah. So, so true, you know, having this conversation about people outliving their, their money. And th- this, is the, this is the biggest concern is, just like you said, you know, maybe at some point in time, $100,000 in the bank felt like a lot of money. Uh, how, do, how can one know? I mean, obviously, you're going to help out with the math, but how can one know how much will I need 20 years from now or 30 years from now? That's a big question. Absolutely. And it is a moving target. So even though when, once we get a baseline plan in place, we still have to update it and look at what the current situations are. Yeah. Um, 
you know, statistically, when people are in a long-term care facility, well, many times it doesn't extend past a five-year point. So, you know, statistically, we can get some of those numbers from insurance companies, et cetera, in terms of what longevity looks like in those situations. Mm-hmm. So we can employ some of those facts in terms of our planning, yeah. but it is very much something that has to be, you know, looked at on an ongoing basis. So one of the saddest things, and I do bump into this with some of my clients as well when I help them sell a home, because we ask the question, you know, who's your investment advisor? You know, who's taking care of your money? Because all of a sudden when they sell, they've, they've, they've got this nest egg that needs to be handled. And it scares me how many say, well, we don't have one. Absolutely. And that is that is a, a big problem. And um, that's where I have, like I said, I have a special place. Because it's a different, when you're managing money for retirement, it's a different kind of strategy that you have in place than when you're saving for retirement. Because like you said, we don't get a do-over on that lump sum that you have from the sale of a home. Yeah. That has to last. Yeah. So having some part of that portfolio with guaranteed income for life is something that I always take a look at for clients if they're at that situation. So, and being very careful of the risk because you can't afford to dig out. You don't have the time frame to dig out from a, a major pullback like we saw in 2008, for example. So, different risk tolerance and different perspectives. This is just another. It's another call out here for this uh, Victoria Seniors Business Network uh, that again we're involved in because it is it is so important for consumers to know that it's a very d- different discipline for a professional like yourself. I mean, some people are, are are great at helping people start off, and it's the you know new family and and all that stuff. Absolutely conversation we're having right now is is a very different different. plan right exactly and there's so many other factors to consider that are different even the order of when they take you know which account do they draw from all of these kinds of factors completely different than when you're just you know save 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 for a future date this is a different different landscape wow go go slow go (laughs) and no go i love that okay uh pam if people need to reach you how can they do that Uh, You can give me a call on 250-405-2455, or I have a website with all my contact information as well. Great, and we'll post that on the uh, CFAX uh, CFAX website. Uh, As a reminder to our listeners, our uh, event, the VSPN event, is October the 16th. Uh, If you've heard about it and if you're interested, if you want to learn more about uh, dementia with the dementia consultant, Dr. Marjorie Moulton, and also hearing about uh, cybersecurity, with our own, uh, CFAX's own, Alan Perry. He'll be talking about staying safe online. Again, it's 11 to 1.30 on Wednesday, October the 16th. Lunch will be served. It's being sponsored by the Victoria Senior Business Network. And there's going to be no selling. So uh, you're there to learn uh, and to learn more about how you can help loved ones, people that you know that are undergoing this situation, uh, and hopefully... Uh, be a greater help and assistance. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to have more conversation on this topic with our three guests today. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about finances for seniors, either as they age in place or as they move to the next phase, onto a retirement community. Our guests today are Denise Webster, our sponsor, show sponsor, and mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Mark Phillips from Home Equity Bank, and Pam Katnar from Raymond James Investments. Just before the break, we were talking about outliving your fund. So here's another thing for our guests to think about. I mean, here we are in Victoria. We're very fortunate here because uh, properties have gone up. This is not true of every place in Canada. And because of the fact that equity in homes has gone up, a lot of seniors have had the benefit of being able to have equity that they can draw. I mean, I can't imagine 
Just think it really quickly about a place. I've got a good buddy of mine, uh, Josh, who sells in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. And property values there either have not gone up or have gone down based on, you know, the automotive industry or something. The uh, people do not have the option of pulling equity out of their home. They're selling homes there for $25,000, right? Uh, here we are. It's Victoria. And, and, you know, okay, people complain. People have talked about affordability and how hard it is for people to get into the market. I get that. That's a truth. That's a reality. But on the flip side, we have all these people who have all of their equity tied up in their homes, and they have the ability to release that equity in some way or other. Um, so, again, uh, Pam, the, the real estate portion is a large part of the portfolio that seniors have. Absolutely. It's a key part of the net worth. And to your point, you know, with the, the price appreciation we've seen in Victoria, this is a gift and a kind of, in a way, maybe a compensation for these low interest rate environment that the seniors are having to deal with. So this is kind of a nice bonus yeah. that seniors in the Victoria so area... pick the right place to live. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Because that, the low interest rate environment is the same across the country. Exactly. Right? It's just that we've got the benefit of... Of the appreciation in the real estate market. So that's a huge gift in terms of being able to leverage that yeah. to continue to age in place or to move to the next stage of, of giving and you know, of, of where they have to live. Um, aging in place is wonderful, and I'm a huge proponent. That's what I try to encourage my clients to do as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But there comes a tipping point with that as well, where safety concerns come into play or isolation becomes into play. Yes. And in those cases, then it's time to look at some other options as well and look at where you can afford to live at that point. Glad you brought up isolation, because that's the thing. You know, it's, it's one thing to be in a home, but to rely on friends or kids to come over uh, every once in a while. Um, you know, to be in a retirement community, because we talk with uh, Kathy and Jackie at uh, Parkwood about, wow, there's all these other people who are in the same age uh, range and have experienced the same things growing up you know, and, and all that. And here we are many years later, the sense of community and, and uh, being with others is so important. And the opportunity for outings. I mean, there's many you know, social activities that are organized as well that people can participate. So some people really blossom when they make that change. Yes. So again, it's very individual and different folks and, and different living situations, but um, there's a lot of factors to consider. But it's I, I want to ask you one question here. I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't prepare you for this one here, but for those people that just have their money in a savings account or in the bank, why do they need to speak to a advisor like yourself? Because the money, if it's just parked in there, it's it's like driving backwards. You're not even keeping up with inflation. Because so you're purchasing you're power. Yeah. Exactly. The amount of interest you're making on those, uh, those you know, where you've got your money in the bank of that. It's not you're even keeping up with, with, yeah, yeah. with your, with inflation, not even close. Yeah. So it's just not a, a viable option for, if you are concerned about outliving your money, then that's not a good plan. All right. So speaking of outliving your money, uh, Mark, about... Uh, reverse mortgages. This is a concern that people have, and and I I guess um, I guess this is something that needs to be uh, considered because there's an age, so you need to be a certain age in order to qualify for a reverse mortgage, right? That's right. Yeah. So we we can only work with clients who are over 55 years yeah. uh, or older. Um, and uh, our, our loan to value, so the amount of your the appraised value of your home that we can lend, uh, actually goes up the older the clients get. And the reason for that is, like I said earlier, we don't want them running out of equity. In fact, we don't want them losing any equity. We would prefer that they continue growing equity for the whole time yeah. they remain in their home with our mortgage. Um, 
so yeah, basically at 55 years old, they you know, generally can get you know, somewhere around 20% of the value of their home. And as they get older, uh, up until they reach their mid-80s, that's when they would max out at 55% of the value of their home. So, yeah. so there are safeties in place. There are. And, and one of the reasons, too, is that Home Equity Bank is a charter bank. Right? That's right. Schedule one bank. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty strict oversight, obviously. Um, and But really, like I say, w- one of the main things is that it's just it, it's not good. As a bank, we, we want to be very conservative. Uh, we don't like risk. Yeah. No bank likes risk. And you don't want to put people And in. we don't want to put our clients at risk of losing the equity, right? Yeah. Or, or um, you know, in terms of their legacy, we, we don't want them. One of the big concerns that I hear from our clients is, well, I, I want to leave something for, for my kids and my grandkids. And mm-hmm. um, usually when we run through the numbers and we yeah, lay it down, how it's actually going to play out, um, people are surprised to see, well, I can actually do this and still have equity left over for, for that legacy. So that's fantastic. You know, bringing up the kids and the family, I, I, and I remember we talked about this last time, the importance of involving the kids in this decision-making process. Because I, I, it seems to me that without them being involved, they, they could, without being informed, um, uh, either resent this process or whatever, they should be part of this. Right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. A- any chance we get, um, if, if they want to have their family involved in the decision-making process, well, certainly I, I think it's important to, um, to bring them in anytime yeah. we possibly can. So in a lot of cases, you know, clients say that's not a concern for me. Uh, my, my kids or grandkids, they, they they're don't on have board. any, yeah, they're, or they're, you know, they, they have no bearing on, on my financial de- decisions, but, um, when possible, I think that's a great, it's a great thing to have yeah, the whole family sure. involved. Yeah. And uh, so, so Denise, you know, one one of the other things too, talking about uh, getting uh, access to funds, you know, we're we're we've been so used to seeing people will their 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 belongings to their kids after they pass away. But what we're talking about today, as far as um, pulling equity either through a line of credit or through a reverse mortgage, it actually enables people to maybe even give that gift now when they're still around as opposed to afterwards, right? Yeah, uh, you just nailed that one because that's something we're definitely seeing in the industry is a lot of early um, gifted down payments. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, parents or grandparents are tapping into the equity to uh, see and be able to appreciate what their inheritance has done and it's got their grandchild or their child into their first home. So, yeah, that that gifted down payment is really popular now. Well, but see, the thing it's is, hard it's hard to save. But but it's but this is really nothing new. I mean, no. there, the the whole idea of being gifted from a parent or a family member or something has always existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, sure, here in Victoria or Vancouver, you know, it's hard to get into real estate market. Um, just you know, just to think about a uh, a parent uh, giving equity to kids to buy their first home and experiencing the grandkids growing up and everything until instead of waiting until it's too late, right? Absolutely. I think it's uh, it's, a, it's a shame to not actually see where your inher- their um, gift of inheritance went. Yeah. So, yeah, if if, uh, if we can do it now rather than later, it is it is a beautiful gift. Yeah, shifting over to Pam uh, for a second here, too, because, you know, we're, here we are talking about um, managing money, which is what you do. Yeah. Uh, and, and we talked about the real estate as being part of that portfolio. I mean, the other thing, too, and, and we've had uh, Gurpreet and Christian from Sitka Law, the importance of 
uh, having the will set up, and and you also play a role in that as well too, right? Absolutely. In the document, from our perspective, one of them, in addition to the will, is the power of attorney, uh. because once uh, people no longer have cognitive ability, we need to know who we can talk to about managing their finances, and so that document has to be in place before there are severe cognitive, um, you know decline. So that will, power of attorney, and representation agreement are absolutely paramount. And the other thing I would put in there is make sure that uh, you have your beneficiaries designated on your tax savings account and your RIF account, your RSP account, any life insurance policies, because once you lose cognitive ability, a power of attorney cannot make changes on those beneficiaries on your behalf. Yeah. So those need to be you know, carefully thought about and, and, and taken care of well, well, you still can. And now is the time to do it when, Absolutely. You, you know, when you're thinking about it in advance. We talked about this with Gurpreet uh, a couple of weeks back uh, about how that, yes, you can't get a POA after someone is starting to have that cognitive impairment. And it's the power of attorney that I work with on behalf of my clients if they are no longer able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so just critical role. Yeah, so many things to think about. Very, lots. <laughs> um, as a reminder, uh, Pam, people need to reach you. How can they do that? Uh, my phone number is 250-405-2455 or through my website. Very good. And uh, switching back to uh, Denise and, and Mark here, you know, we talked a moment ago about uh, the equity that we have here in Victoria specifically and, and, and things that people can do uh, with this. What, what is the, what's the process like? You know, for somebody who maybe has not had a mortgage on their home for 20 or 30 years, you know, it might be kind of scary for them to think about, hey, you know, I got to talk to a bank or a lender and what do I got to do? Absolutely. Yeah. There's some pushback. You know, they, it isn't comfortable. They have, they don't, feel like they're up to date with any of the new mortgage rules or whatnot. So yeah, it can be really scary. And the only thing I would say is, is just ask the question. Don't, don't, don't uh, rule it out before you actually have the information. Uh, it isn't as scary as I think. Uh, and to know that there are options out there, really good options. So um, I think it's just get informed, get educated, um, go to a seminar like this, and, and you'll feel so much more confidence uh, to an understanding of some of the processes. Yeah, wow. The, you know, I, the thing that I've been thinking about this whole conversation here is how things, even for me, you know, 30 years in the business, and I, I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking ahead now because we're having all this conversation, but I can't imagine somebody who, like I said, retired in the 70s and have all these things to consider and this whole aspect of outliving your money, I think it's a scary thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure you manage your money. I want to remind all of our listeners about the event that the Victoria Senior Business Network is having. Uh, again, it's October the 16th. It is on dementia and cognitive impairment. Uh, the keynote speaker will be dementia consultant Dr. Marjorie Moulton. She'll be talking about people's emotions, behavior, judgment, and also things that make us human. Uh, we will also have CFAX's own Alan Perry. He'll be talking about staying safe online. It's going to be Wednesday, October 16th from 11 o'clock to 1.30. You'll get lunch. You'll get fed. It's free, by the way. There's no cost involved, but we'd like to know if you're coming. So please do register. The information is on my page on the CFAX website. 
for the whole home show with me, Tony, Joe. And this is not going to be a selling event. Who should who should come to this? Well, anyone who has a loved one, uh, you're thinking ahead about what's going to happen in five or ten years. Uh, the information we already know, as Pam has mentioned, uh, Dr. Marjorie is very well informed on all of these things. We had her on the show, uh, again, a couple of weeks ago. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, please do come. Uh, it'll be great. That's the Victoria Seniors Business Network. Uh, Denise and Mark, Mark from Home Equity Bank, thanks again for coming back. If anyone has questions about this whole process of not only uh, refinancing but on reverse mortgages, uh, Denise, how can people reach you? Uh, call me directly at 250-889-4743 or an email to denise at denisewebster.com. And, of course, Mark, you, you you just direct people, right? That's right. I, I defer to Denise. Absolutely. Okay, great. And uh, for Pam, if people need to reach you at Raymond James? My phone number is 250-405-2455 or pam.katner at raymondjames.ca. Thank you all for coming, and thank you, the listeners. We'll be here for you this time next week.